Thank you for joining us for this week's Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. I would like to remind all of our wonderful listeners that we have a 24-7 prayer hotline with Teen Challenge staff ready to pray for you at 888-520-0620. And if you have a loved one or know someone who is struggling with addiction, you can refer them to that number, 888-520-0620. Well, this week, we continue our Spiritual Emphasis 2021 series with a message from our Executive Director, Ron Brown. Listen in as we hear the message of hope from our Tuesday evening session. Uh, If you have your Bibles, turn to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Why do we have spiritual emphasis? Um, Spiritual emphasis was started many, many years ago by David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge. Uh, and we had spiritual emphasis over in Riverside for, you know, some 30, 40 years. Now there are spiritual emphasis ministries at Teen Challenge Ministries all over the nation and really around the world now. But it's a purpose to come together to encounter the Holy Spirit. Because we know that everything changes when the Spirit of God comes on the scene. Can someone say Amen. And so that's why we have this event that we call spiritual emphasis. Zechariah 4, 6 says, He answered and spoke to me, saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might or military force, and not by physical strength, but by my what? But by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, there are some translations that says, by my word. But I want you to know that Jesus says his words are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. That's what he said in John 6, 63. The spirit alone gives eternal life. John 6, 63. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So the reason we have spiritual emphasis is because we know that our lives cannot change any other way other than have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We are born again by the Spirit of God. We are transformed by the Spirit of God. We are discipled by the Spirit of God. We are made strong by the Spirit of God. We're able to stay strong by the Spirit of God. So what does the Spirit of God do? He comes to encourage us. He comes to strengthen us so that we can do the work of the kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, God expresses his faith through the working of his power. Hello? The book of James tells us that faith without works is dead. Uh, And so in James chapter 2, I believe it's around verse 18 through 22, says, I can show you my faith by by my works. Jesus is working through his mighty power, and his mighty power is wrought through the Holy Spirit. So when we encounter him and we have spiritual emphasis, we are seeing God express his faith. Hallelujah. God is a God of faith. He's a good God. Hallelujah. 
And so I was just thinking about this the other day, and I said, this is how God expresses his faith. In the beginning of creation, he says, let there be. And then the power of the Holy Spirit went forth to begin to create what God faithfully wanted to occur. And so God expresses his faith by imparting his spirit to do his work. Hallelujah. So that's why we have spiritual emphasis is so that we will have a faith encounter with God. So that he can take the mess of our lives and he can make something beautiful of it. He can take the chaos of our lives and he can put it into order. We are seeing the faith of God on display. Hallelujah. So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit encounters us, God is working his mighty power. God is expressing his faith. Hallelujah. He is always faithful. Amen. And guess what? He will always give his Holy Spirit to those who ask. Because that is his faith expressed. Who was Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel. He was the governor of Judah. And he was chosen by God to lead the charge to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. The temple is a type of the church in Zerubbabel is a type for Christ because what Zerubbabel did was he was he was chosen he was precious to God he was a servant of God and his work was to redeem and restore the temple and what Christ came to do is redeem deliver and restore us hallelujah from the captivity of sin Satan in the world and to build his church can somebody say amen? amen? And then he wants us to be led by the Spirit. We're talking about spiritual emphasis. There is no other life. There is no other life. Existence without the Spirit of God is death. Because we were dead in our sins and our trespasses. Oh, but when the Spirit of God came and we were born again. He brought us from death to Hallelujah. That's the only life that there is. It's the life of the Spirit. It isn't sin that will destroy us, but it's emptiness. When we're empty and we don't have resurrection power, that's what destroys us because we can't keep our promises. Hello? Without some help. Turn to somebody and say, I need some help. Jesus said he will send us another helper. And the helper has come. Who is the helper? The Holy Spirit who is here. He's the divine paraclete who has come alongside to express the faith of God and the faithfulness of God while we're on our journey of transformation, restoration, and reconciliation. God calls ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Hello? We're just regular folks, common, routine, regular, ordinary folk. But God does exceptional, unusual things. Hallelujah. Like having 25 years of faithful service at Teen Challenge. Hallelujah. That's unusual. 
But that's what the Spirit of God does. To fulfill our God-given call, we must walk worthy of our call. Say walk worthy. The Apostle Paul talks about that in Ephesians chapter 4, that we're to walk worthy of the call. To walk worthy starts with the Holy Spirit. Doesn't start with baptism. Doesn't start with discipleship training. Doesn't start with keeping all the rules. Amen. You can keep all the rules and still be dead on the inside. My, 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 my. To walk worthy is not about church attendance or church membership. All those things are good. But to walk worthy, we start with the Spirit. We must open our lives to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we come together in this configuration is so that we will encounter the Holy Spirit, so that we will learn how to walk worthy of our calling. What is our calling? Our calling is to come to Jesus and to know him. Amen. You know, sometimes we get hung up on, what's your call? Well, I've been called to be an apostle or, or evangelist or a pastor. Listen, no, your call is to come to Jesus. Amen. That's the only call there is. Come and follow me. There ain't no other call. It's just come to Jesus. Now once you come to him and he puts his spirit in you and puts his stamp of approval on you, put his signet ring upon you, then he can use you for whatever he wants. But those are just tasks. Those are just assignments in the kingdom. But the call is to come to Jesus. When God called you to Team Challenge, he called you to come to Jesus. That's why we've been here keeping the light on for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because we want you to know Jesus. Amen. We don't want you to be baptized and immersed in the Team Challenge. We want you to be baptized and immersed into Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we're not confused about this thing, but sometimes folks get a little confused. Well, what's your call? Well, I've been called to, I got the gift of mercy. Uh, I got the gift of tongues and interpretation. I got the gift of word of wisdom, word of not Listen. Your call is to know Jesus. I want Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday, yeah. Jesus in the evening when it's cooling down. I want Jesus. Jesus. I want Jesus to walk with me. Hey, hey, yeah. Hallelujah. So if we're going to walk worthy of that call, then we need the Holy Spirit because we have the spirit of this age, the spirit of the world. We have demonic forces that are trying to pull us off track and pull us off course, but the spirit of God keeps on moving through us so that we can keep walking worthy of our calling and our calling is to know Jesus. The devil, I don't have time to smoke that. Devil, I don't have time to 
think about that. Devil, I don't have time to go back to the old place in my head because I'm trying to follow Jesus. Uh, come on, Holy Spirit. Hold me up. Push me forward. Hallelujah. I just want to know Jesus. Hallelujah. See, if we get hung up on those other things, then we start thinking we're something that we're not. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of us to comfort us, to encourage us, so that we can fulfill our call of being a child of the King. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit is with you? When he comes, he calls us into community. He calls us to be with one another. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. When he calls us to follow him, Jesus wants us to walk with all the other folk that he called to follow him. Amen. Now we, can got, we have all kind of reasons why we don't want to walk with them. They don't like the same kind of music I like. They don't wear the same kind of clothes I wear. They didn't come from the same neighborhood I came from. They don't understand me. Listen, you got to walk with them. Say, Holy Spirit, help. Hey, glory to God. Amen. <laughs> because he'll help you to die to yourself. And you begin to realize that what you thought was so important is not so important after all. We are called to be like Jesus, period. There's only one calling, and that calling is obedience. Just do what he says. Just wait for the next thing that he tells you to do. It might be just to be nice to the person sitting next to you. Amen. What's that got to do with anything? It has a lot to do with everything. Because when we have those steps of obedience, it begins to chip away at the old way of living and brings us into the new dynamic of walking in the spirit. See, we, we think walking in the spirit means like walking around about, you know, six inches off the ground. Oh, how are you doing? I'm walking in the spirit today. No, 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 no. Just stop being mean. Hello? Stop talking crazy. Amen. Stop being so full of anger. That's what it means to walk in the spirit. See, we make it into this real spooky kind of thing. God must sometimes look at it. He said, look at my children down there. You know, I used to watch my kids when they were little and and they would be pretending that they were certain things. You know, I can fly like Superman or something like that. And i just laugh because I thought, look, at oh, they can't fly. <laughs> but they got that little cape on. They think they're flying. Isn't that funny? And I think God must sometimes look at us. Oh, they got the cape on. <laughs> they think they can fly. <laughs> I'm just trying to get them to walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. And get that chip off their shoulder. Amen. Start talking. People don't understand me. Why don't you stop being the center of your universe? Jesus wants to be the center of our lives. He says we're delight 
to delight ourselves in him and he will give us the desires of our heart. You want your future to open up? Just walk in obedience. See, God is already, when in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, Paul, Paul talked about how God has already predestined us. Uh, predestined us. In other words, he's already figured out what your destiny is. I'm just trying to figure out my destiny. Listen, God don't need you to figure out your destiny. Because he already knows what it is. What he wants you to do is just get up and obey. Okay? Amen. Say no to the dope and say yes to Jesus. Amen. That's all. Hallelujah. And stop talking about how, you, how, how people are, uh, are mistreating you. Say what? Folk trying to love you. But see, we get angry. We think folks trying to, to get over on us. Oh, they're just trying to get over on No, no, no. They're just trying to love you. But see, what happened is we don't understand love. Because of our sin, we've been separated from love for so long because God is love. So we've been separated from God. We've been separated from love, so we don't know how to love. And so when people are trying to show you love, you think they're trying to hurt you. They're not trying to hurt you. They're just trying to love you. Hallelujah. So just say yes to the Lord. God's not after you. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, Don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. But we're to be open for, to what God has for us. You know how we quench the spirit? When we go to pray, we tell God to bless what we've already decided to do. We only pray for confirmation. If you pray only for confirmation, then you're not open for any revelation. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying for confirmation for something, but listen, we quench the spirit because we basically tell him, don't talk to me about nothing but what I've already decided to do. That's called quenching the spirit. Why? Because we're not open to whatever he wants to say because he might want to say something different. Amen. So if all we're doing is just trying to get confirmation, we are quenching the Holy Spirit. He says, don't quench the Spirit. In other words, stop telling him how it's going to be and how it ought to be. Just say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before him in love. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before him in love. What does that mean? He chose us to walk in obedience. Hello? And verse 5 goes on. This is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. It says, having predestined us to be his adopted children by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasure. It was God's good pleasure, hallelujah. And I'm so glad it was his good pleasure to adopt us into his family and make us his children. Can somebody say amen? amen. And then verse 11 says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, hallelujah. See, God has already decided and talked with himself about your future. Hello? 
So he's already talked about your future and decided what he wants for you. And now what he wants you to do is just obey him. And as you obey, there's an opening up of your future that you just walk right into. So you don't have to strain trying to figure it out. I wonder where God wants me to live. I wonder who God wants me to marry. I wonder where God wants me to stay. I wonder what job I'm supposed to do. Stop. Just get up and say, I want to walk with you, Jesus. And then he will lead you and he will open everything that you need at the appointed time. Someone say appointed time. Appointed time. Amen. See, that's in his will and, and, and that's, that's God's business. Say God's business. God's business. See, one of the reasons we get so messed up is we be trying to do God's job for him. That's why we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit leads us and he guides us. Where does he lead us and guide us to? He leads us back to the Father when we get off track. He leads us to repentance when we commit sin. He leads us to love when we want to hate. He leads us to kindness when we want to be mean. He leads us to patience when we want to take control of our lives. As a matter of fact, life is all about control. Let me say that again. Life is all about control. When we allow the Spirit of God to be in control of our lives then we won't be controlled by circumstances. We won't be controlled by our own ambitions and thoughts. We won't be controlled by any kind of demonic spirits. We won't be controlled by anything when we are controlled by the Spirit. So when we are controlled by the Spirit, then we are filled with life. That's why we call it spiritual emphasis. It's because when the Spirit of God is in control of our lives, then nothing else can be in control. Can't no drug, can't no alcohol, ain't nothing else can be in control if the Spirit of God is in control. But if the Spirit of God is not in control, then everything is up for grabs. Oh, glory. That's why we struggle and we go back and forth because our lives are not under the control and the governor and leadership of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need spiritual emphasis every day in our lives. When we get up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Because I'm about to make a crazy decision. Because my mind been running 90 miles an hour in the wrong direction. And if you don't help me, oh. I know nobody's never felt that way before, but. Hallelujah. We need the Holy Spirit. So understand why you're here this week. The investment that Rich Hickman is making in our lives is so that we will walk with Jesus. So that we will understand what our calling is. And our calling is to know him. To know Jesus. The one who was crucified for us. Now we have different gifts. Romans 12, 6 says we have different gifts according to the grace that is given to us. Now, whose gifts are they? God. Whose gifts are they? God. Are they your gifts? No. Okay, well, we're doing good. Amen. See, the gifts that operate in our lives, they belong to him. They're gifts of grace that he loans to us so that we can fulfill his purpose. You know, I got the gift of prophecy. I got the gift. No, you don't. 
Those gifts belong to the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got the gift of salvation. You got it all. Amen. But the gifts, they belong to him. When we realize that, then we won't try to build a name or a reputation on something that God is so gracious to allow us to be a part of. The gifts of grace becomes God's call to fellowship and action. The reason that he gives us the gifts of the Spirit is so that we can have fellowship with him and we can be activated for service. Hallelujah. Because there's a whole lot of people in this world that need a prophetic word. They need a word of wisdom. They need a word of knowledge. They need a gift of mercy. They need the gifts of the Spirit. And so the reason the gifts are given is so that we can fellowship with God and we can be called into action for him. Hallelujah. And when the gifts are, are exercised properly, they sanctify the person using the gifts and they glorify the giver, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Because if the gift is working in you, it will sanctify you. It will cause you to narrow your life so that God can use you more. In other words, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. And so when the gifts of the Spirit operate in you, it causes you to constrain yourself so that you are available to the Holy Spirit so that God can use you to do his works in the world. That's what they're for. They're, they're for your sanctification. They're not for you to go give out your business card and say, I'm Apostle Reverend Doctor. Hello. <laughs> but the purpose of it is so that you will put a check on your life. So that you will be available to God. It sanctifies you. And say, Lord, I want to be in a place so that your glory, so your anointing, your spirit can pour through me. Hallelujah. The gifts of the spirit are simply the active expressions of the Father's joy. <laughs> it's the Father's joy that is operating in you when those gifts operate. They don't belong to you. They belong to him. Because what is he doing? He's expressing his faith. He's expressing his faith through you. Hallelujah. God is always looking for someone who's available. Are you available to Jesus? Hallelujah. I believe you are. Spiritual emphasis. It's not by might. It's not by power but it's by my spirit. Say with me, by my spirit. spirit. See, it's by his spirit that we're sitting here today. It is by his spirit that we are alive in him. It is by his spirit that we've been born again. It is by his spirit that we want to worship him and know him. It is by his spirit that we've been changed and transformed from faith to faith and glory to glory. It is by his spirit Hallelujah. You know, some people say, well, if you focus on all this spirit stuff, then, you know, you got to have the word to ground you, brother. Well, God's word is spirit and their life. So we read the Bible 
and the word of God to ground us in the work of the Spirit. But it's all the work of the Spirit. Don't ever forget that. That's why Jesus was so excited and the joy that was set before him as he finished his course. When he said it was finished on the cross, he wasn't saying, okay, my life is over. What he was saying is my purpose is done. I fulfill my purpose, which was to open the avenue so the Spirit of God could come into all mankind and they could be released as a mighty army to go throughout this world, hallelujah, and represent and bring the action of heaven, hallelujah, into this broken world so that we can see the chaos and the disorder and the dysfunction of this world brought under the leadership of God Almighty, hallelujah. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he said, it is finished. The purpose is done, Father. Hallelujah. Now release the anointing. Now release the Spirit of God so that they will be born again and they will be sent forth as ambassadors of healing and reconciliation. This is what spiritual emphasis is about. It is about being released, hallelujah, and constrained at the same time. Constrained from my own decisions so that I live according to what God wants, hallelujah, and then released in action to serve my brothers and sisters here near and far. We have graduates of Teen Challenge who are serving as missionaries all over the world. We have graduates of Teen Challenge who are pastors and evangelists and, and ministers because their lives are under the leadership and the governor of the Holy Spirit. And that's what God has sent you here. He sent you here to be released in the anointing. Hallelujah. He sent you here to be released in the spirit. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit. So you can't get there by your willpower. You can't pick yourself up by the back of the neck or by the straps of your boots. You got to let the Holy Ghost pick you up and lead you and send you on your way. Hallelujah. That's why God brought you to Teen Challenge. Hallelujah. So it's not about, I just got to make sure I don't go back to the dope man's house. No, 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 no. If you're walking in the spirit, he ain't going to walk you by the dope man's house. Hello? He'll walk you the long way around. <laughs> Glory to God. That's what God did with the children of Israel when they came out of the Egyptian bondage. He took them the long way around because they weren't ready for battle. <laughs> it's like they weren't ready to face some of the enemies that they were going to face, so he took them across the wilderness. The Holy Spirit sometimes have to take you down to the wilderness so that you can walk away from those places that you're not ready to battle. Well, I'm strong now. I, I, I can take them on. Well, uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> we need the helper. We need the paraclete. We need the divine spirit of God to come along and help us. And so God picked you up and brought you to Teen Challenge, plopped you down here, and says, now I want to saturate you in my word, which is spirit. 
I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit, which is spirit, and I want you to become a person who lives in the spirit, a person who is led by the spirit, a person who walks in the spirit so that you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh and you won't be destroyed by your own bad decisions and you won't be tempted to take life into your own hands anymore, but you will release control over to the Holy Spirit so that you are controlled by him and you're not controlled by anything else. How many of you just want to be controlled by the Spirit? Don't want to be controlled by anything else? Amen. Amen. That's why God brought you here. That's what spiritual emphasis is about. It's a time that we set aside to just focus on uh, that time and say, Lord, I just want you to fill me. I just want you to, to, to come and just saturate me, hallelujah, in your grace so that I can learn how to walk with you. So that my life can be sanctified and I can be on mission for you. I see powerful men and women sitting here tonight. Hallelujah. God has a holy calling for you to walk with Jesus. Turn to someone and say, I know what my calling is. And my calling is to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. That's your calling. It's to follow Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit ain't going to have you follow nobody else. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. It's because the Holy Spirit is one leading you and he's gonna, not going to lead you into a strange place. He's going to lead you to a place so that you can encounter God and you can move in the fullness of your identity as an adopted son or daughter of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. You can be a good mom. You can be a good dad. Amen. That's powerful. You can be the person that God called you out of the womb to be. He put destiny in your spirit and and the devil just set up all these distractions along the way to just pull you away from what God had already put in your spirit. And now what God is doing is making a course correction and he's putting you back in that place so that you can fulfill the destiny that he already had ordained for you before the foundation of the world. Amen. Amen. Can I say to you that God doesn't create people with bad purpose, he creates them with good purpose in mind? <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a, a hope in a future, future with a hope. Yeah, come on now. That's what God had in mind. Did you know that he didn't change his mind? Hello? Say with me, God hasn't changed his mind. You don't sound like you mean it. Say, God hasn't changed his mind. Changed his mind. Amen. Amen. His plans are not to harm you, but to prosper you. Now, see, some people get upset. They think, okay, uh, I, I made too many mistakes. I took too many detours. Therefore, I have missed my plan and my opportunity. My plan is crashed and burned. Anybody ever thought that way? Yeah, listen. Okay, I got some good news for you. When you look up that verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, 
really what the Lord was saying, he says, I have some new ideas for you. See, we call them plans, but God says, I have new ideas for you. So let's say you're going down the road and let's say you, you step into a pothole and, you know, you end up making a mistake. You say, oh, man, I blew it. Then God says, okay, I got an idea for you. Get up, come follow me, and we'll go this way. And you go this way, and then all of a sudden, boom, you fall in another pothole. Oh, man, I missed my destiny. Oh, war is me. I guess I'll just stay beside the road. No, God says, nope, I have an idea for you. Take my hand. I'm lifting you up. A righteous man may fall seven times, but the Lord will always raise him up. I'm picking you up. And now we're going to go uh, this way. Listen, you can't miss your destiny. You can't miss your purpose because it is not under the governance of circumstance. It is in the hand of an almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You say, well, if that's the case, then I can just do whatever I want. No, now wait a minute now. Paul said, God forbid now that you go around and say, well, I can just do everything I want because God will just have another idea. So I'm just going to live crazy. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. God is full of grace. He's also full of truth. Amen. And so you don't play with God like that, okay? But what I'm saying to you, what... 1 John 1, 9 says, if you sin, come on, say if, if, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. So it don't mean that you go around planning to sin, but if you do, you can repent, and he gives up, you get up and he'll give you another idea, and then you just get on your way. That's how loving your Father is. He says, I know the plans I have for you, and I know how to get you there. So if you stay out of the driver's seat and let God be in control, he will get you there to your destiny. And you'll look up and go, wow, how did I get here? You were carried on the wings of his love. You were carried by the power of his grace. You were carried and lifted by the breath of his mouth, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me, I am not bound by circumstances. I'm bound to Jesus. That's what it means to be a bond servant. The Apostle Paul says, I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ. In other words, he says, I am bound to Jesus. So no matter what comes into my life, I'm staying with Jesus. I'm staying with Jesus. You know, he was shipwrecked, he was snake bitten, he was put into prison, he was beaten and stoned and all kind of things. Not, not this kind of stone, but you know, rocks were thrown at him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But he stayed a bondservant of Jesus. And when you are a bondservant of his, then he will always lift you up. Isn't that good? Remember the guy, the good Samaritan was beaten and the robbers left him beside the road to, be, to, to, to just die. And this guy came along. You know, several people went by him and then one came and ministered to him. No matter what road you are beside, Jesus will never pass you by. 
That's what spiritual emphasis is all about. Seeing God express his faith by pouring forth his anointing and his power and reminding us that he has us in his hands and nothing can snatch you out of the hands of the Lord. So this week, there's a lot of different speakers are going to come and share wonderful things. And I want you to just open your heart and receive what the Lord has. So you take notes. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. I believe some of you are going to be called in, uh, into different assignments in the kingdom. Uh, there's a number of you that are in induction right now that you're going to go to TCMI. You're going to become a brilliant staff member in Teen Challenge. And you're going to be up here getting one of those awards that you saw today. Hallelujah. And then some of you are going to become powerful businessmen and businesswomen. And you're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. Some of you are going to become pastors and evangelists and missionaries. Uh, you're going to do great, great, great things for the king. Do you want to do something for the king? Amen. Amen. Then I want you to know that you are qualified, <laughs> if you've been born again by the Spirit of God, to stand in any place of ministry that the Father might call you to. Janet, will you come uh, to the keyboard? I'm so excited about your destiny and your future. Spiritual emphasis is not by might, is not by power, but is by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by my spirit. Is by my spirit, says the Lord. I will change you, rearrange you, take all of disorder and chaos out of your life. I will establish you, I will place you, I will plant you. In the center of my will and you will see you will see my spirit living big inside of thee I'm calling you come and follow me I am calling you come and follow me and I will show you great, great and mighty things. Great and mighty things that you do not know. Great and mighty things that you do not know. Because you are mine. You are mine. Says the Lord. Oh, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me, and you, you will see 
my glory living inside of thee. Hallelujah. God is a God of miracles. Hallelujah. He moves every obstacle and circumstance so that he can get to your heart so that you can see the hope of his calling. He has a great inheritance in each one of our hearts and our lives. Oh, glory to God. I see the power of God in this place. I see the glory of God on each face. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He says, I'm going to wash your mind. I'm going to wash it clean. I'm going to wash your mind and give you a new dream. I'm going to wash your mind. I'm going to wash it clean. I'm going to wash your mind so that you will see my hope, my calling, my plan for thee. He says, let it go. Don't hold on. Let it go. Don't hold on. Let it go. Don't hold on. Let it go. 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 I love you with an everlasting love. I love you. I'm calling you to look above. Keep moving forward. Don't look back. You can't get nowhere like that. But keep your head up high because I am calling you. Will you come to Jesus? Will you come to Jesus? Will you come to Jesus? That's what he called you here to this place, to come to him. If you're here tonight and you haven't really quite surrendered your heart to the Lord, you still got some plans that you're holding on to. Those plans that you're holding on to, they will always get in the way of the plan that God has for you. Some of them might be some good stuff. But he says in Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, Call to me and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. If it's something you already know, then you don't need God to tell you nothing. Hello? I got this thing all figured out. I know what I'm going to do. But then guess what? God can't tell you nothing. Because he said, I'm going to tell you some things you don't know. So if you got some things you know, put those to the side. Don't mean that they're bad. That's great. Hold on to them. But that should not be controlling you in this moment. What you should be saying, Lord, I want to know some new things that you might have for me. Amen. He says, I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Because he knows everything. Amen. 
He creates your destiny. And can't nobody take that away from you. If you want to be touched by the Lord tonight and have him give you a vision of the new things that he wants to do in you, I want you to come and just stand around right up here. Hallelujah. Call to me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You don't need him to tell you something that you already know. Because <laughs> you already know that. <laughs> but he says, I'm going to tell you some new things that you don't know. He's going to whisper them in your spirit. He's going to emblazon them on the tablet of your heart. Hallelujah. By the spirit of God. There are new things that God is beginning to show you even in this moment. Oh, thank you, Father, for your anointing that is in this place. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I surrender my will and my life to you. I want the Spirit to control my life. I've been in control too long. I'm letting it go, Lord. And I'm holding my arms and my hands out. I'm holding my heart out. And I'm saying, fill me. Speak to me. Your servant is listening. I receive the new things that you want to do through my life. Lord, I will not despise prophecy. Lord, I will not quench your spirit. I will test all things. And I will hold those things that are true. And I will walk with you. I'm yours, Lord. Have control. Complete control of my life. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to live a limited life because I have an unlimited God who's able to do more than I can imagine or dream. Dream for me, Jesus. Dream for me, Jesus. Dream for me, Jesus. And then whisper it in my heart and I will follow you. Hallelujah. Now, Holy Spirit, come. Begin to speak to us, Lord. Show us a new thing, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.